This recording was done on Monday, June 22nd, 2020. My name is Shane. I will be reading for the first episode of my series called The Codex Collection. Episode 1, Leviathans, the first and only apex creatures. This information will not go in the final audio. I will have this section just for my personal future use so that I can remember when these projects were made and what they were about. I will begin official recording for the script in 5, 4, 3, 2. When one thinks about cuttlefish, squid, octopi, or other such animals that fall within the cephalopod family, they normally remember their multiple limbs and strange body designs. However, one rarely turns to think about the creature's intelligence. Perhaps that is for the better. Imagine now, if you would, a massive cuttlefish, made from flesh and metal of unearthly design. That alone would speak fear into most souls who look upon it. But now give it the power to forcefully take over your mind and body without even so much as a single touch? Now that is truly terrifying. The Leviathans of Mass Effect are an ancient and alien race that dominated the galaxy of the Mass Effect series in the eons before the story properly begins. To call them prideful would be too kind and not nearly as truthful as it could be. But what is one to expect from a species that can literally control others' minds and bodies from a distance? These creatures moved from planet to planet, taking over the species and planets they found, acting as protectors, and even gods for the various species under their domain. However, as with all creatures who see themselves above any others, the fall would be mightier than their reign ever was. The Leviathan story begins on an unknown planet, long forgotten by time and memory. There, the aquatic species grew and evolved, Eventually, they became sentient, and then after that, they became powerful. Using their ability to communicate and dominate, the creatures enthralled the species of their homeworld. After discovering spaceflight, the Leviathans and their enthralled took to the stars and most likely never looked back. With the stars now at their tendrils, the Leviathans found even more species to enthrall and control. With each planet they found, and with every species enslaved, their empire grew to massive size. However, over time the Leviathans began to notice a trend within their organic enthralled. They noticed that once the organics had begun to discover AI, terrible, terrible things would follow. They realized that each time the thrall races built synthetic life and intelligence, that it rebelled against them consistently. This had the unfortunate side effect of causing mass death of the thrall species that the Leviathans desperately depended on. Beyond this, however, the Leviathans could not control the synthetics like they could the organic enthralled races. Because they saw themselves as greater beings, the Leviathans did not think themselves able to fail where their enthralled species had. They saw the damage done, yet chose to create an intelligence of their own. 
Its primary objective was simple, preserve life at all costs. It created an army of pawns that were dispatched to collect genetic data from species throughout the galaxy, each piece taken, and with it, its intelligence growing. It came to the conclusion that the Leviathans were part of the problem, and like their thralls before them, the Leviathans were nearly wiped out by their own creation. The intelligence's betrayal of its creators was sudden and devastating. Its pawns slaughtered most of the Leviathans, using their genetic material to create the very first of what would later be known as the Reapers. The first of the Reapers were modeled off of their creators, and given a lofty name that fitted well. It was christened Harbinger. The surviving Leviathans went into hiding, while the intelligence used Harbinger to begin the cyclical harvest of the galaxy species to create more reapers, all in an effort to solve the problem of preserving life. The Leviathans acknowledge the intelligence still serves its purpose as a tool, but they believe it has not fulfilled its purpose of preserving life. As the Leviathans hid, they surreptitiously enthralled subsequent species to erase the remaining evidence of their existence. Resigned to the Reaper's reign, they focused their efforts on ensuring the survival of their species, watching the galaxy through organic artifacts for signs of their discovery, though they had the power to destroy Reapers, demonstrated when they killed the Leviathan of Diz. The Leviathans declined to aid the galaxy species against the Reapers. During the Reaper invasion of 2186, a systems alliance group known as Task Force Aurora began to threaten the Leviathans with discovery. Dr. Garrett Bryson, the head of the task force, took an interest in the Leviathans of Dis and surmised that whatever could kill a Reaper might be an advantage in the present war. Under orders from Admiral Hackett, Aurora began investigating incidents and patterns that might lead to this Reaper killer, the true Leviathan of Dis. Bryson pursued several leads, including sightings of mysterious creatures around the galaxy, sites that might be frequented to gather Element Zero for space travel, and the activity of the Reapers as they seemingly carried out their own hunt for Leviathans, Aurora member Dr. Alex Garnois and Dr. Anne Bryson were dispatched to nexuses of these data sets. Mahavid and Namakli to search for artifacts related to the Leviathans and pick up its trail. At Admiral Hackett's request, Commander Shepard meets with Dr. Garrett Bryson in his lab to assist in his research. The Leviathans took control of Bryson's assistant Derek Hadley through an unshielded artifact in the lab, shooting the doctor and killing him before he reveals anything significant in an effort to dissuade the search. Shepard is undeterred and continues the scientist's work, shielding the artifact to prevent further mishaps, and determines Garnois' location through careful investigation. On Mahavid, one of the dataset areas, the Leviathans enthralled the whole population of TGES Mineral Works staff stationed there, directing them to study an assortment of sciences beyond their normal scope 
of simple tungsten mining, evolutionary implications of human biotics, plant crossbreeding, Turian pain threshold, global starvation estimates, and even colony disappearances. Shepard arrives on the asteroid to find the miners doing anything but mining, and soon enough, the Leviathans present a man claiming to be Dr. Garnois to the commander. Through Dr. Garnois, the Leviathans reiterate their earlier warning to Shepard. Turn back. The darkness cannot be breached. Garnois bolts from Shepard, leading to a chase made more complicated with the arrival of Reaper forces. Shepard catches up to Garnois in the mines near a spherical artifact identical to the one that took control over Hadley back at the Citadel. With husks close on his heels, Garnois detonates an explosive powerful enough to destroy the husks, the artifact, and himself. With the enthrallment link gone, the Reapers begin retreating, and the miners begin acting like themselves again, only to have no recollection of previous events, and learning that the Leviathans held them in thrall for at least ten years. Shepard and company learn that the Garnois they were chasing was fake, and the real Dr. Garnois' body is found later near the artifact. The corpse contained encrypted data and eight missed calls from Anne Bryson, Shepard's next link in the investigation. By the time of Shepard's arrival, Reaper forces had already begun assaulting Namakli in search of the Leviathan's thrall. Anne Bryson is rescued, although marauders have already begun accosting yet another Leviathan artifact found on the planet. The Leviathans once more attempt to dissuade Shepard from the search by enthralling Bryson, causing the commander to destroy the artifact. Left with few other options, Shepard and company resort to using the artifact in Dr. Bryson's lab, with Anne serving as the bait, in an attempt to trace Leviathan communication signals. The artifact's shielding is briefly let down, leading Anne to be briefly enthralled while Edie traces the signal. The operation is successful, and Shepard eventually arrives at the source of Leviathan signal 2181 Desponia. There, Shepard dives to the Leviathan's lair deep under the planet's ocean, and meets a Leviathan, who uses its power to isolate them both within Shepard's mind, projecting itself as multiple people enthralled during Shepard's investigation. The Leviathan explains its race's history and connection to the Reapers. Initially, the Leviathans refused to help Shepard, justifying this skepticism with the fact none have defeated the Reapers before. They decide to allow the cycle to continue as planned, keeping the commander as their servant while the Reapers harvest the galaxy as they have always done. But Shepard points out that the Reapers now know of their existence, and that the Leviathans can no longer afford to remain in isolation. Realizing that the Reapers fear Shepard for defeating Sovereign and the Collectors, other Leviathans reveal themselves. Together, they agree to aid the galaxy in the war against the Reapers because they still consider themselves the galaxy's apex race, not out of a desire to help lesser species, as they say. The Reapers will pay their tribute in blood, and the Leviathans swear to make slaves out of any Reaper daring to trespass on their domain. As Shepard departs the planet, the Leviathans turn a brute against other husks, and using their artifacts to transmit a powerful pulse that disables an attacking Reaper capital ship, illustrating their power. During the war, the Leviathans are able to sever the Reaper's control over a group of collectors,
these awakened collectors subsequently join the fight against the Reapers to avenge the Protheans. During the final battle over Earth, Shepard can inform the intelligence that its creators have joined the war, to which responds they are welcome to, as it is only carrying out their commands.